You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host and I am here with my co-host Ryan. Say hello to our audience, Ryan. Hello, everybody. I can't say it the way Angelica says it, but hey, I'm trying, hey, I, I'm trying to master it too, and it just doesn't work. You know, we'll just, we'll just let it do it. Uh, so this episode is a little different. It's not going to be as peppy as our other episodes where we talk about geeky pop culture stuff, because we here at Black Girl Nerds always like to talk about things that are relevant in the news, and really that's relevant in popular culture. And right now, what's um, very relevant is what's happening in America. Mm -hmm. And that's these uh, recent protests that are happening really all over the nation. It started in Minnesota, surrounding the events that happened to, um, oh my goodness. George Floyd. I know it's like George a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of names go. Yeah, it's a lot just like piling on a Twitter, Instagram. You got to get it straight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for helping me with that one surrounding the events of the death of George Floyd. Um, and then these protests have expanded to several cities in our nation in New York. Um, people have gone to our nation's capital in DC, uh, really going straight to the white house, mm -hmm. quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, Atlanta, which we'll talk about that. Uh, CNN was vandalized on national television, um, storming the front doors of, of that building. So it, it's been a very, um, very interesting weekend, <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, but we're here to really to talk about that, to unpack it, to also unpack the history of why this all occurred because even though a lot of people are talking about words like riots and looting and and why is all of these things happening um or you know kind of talking about the actions behind you know these events we're not really talking about why people feel the need to do what they're doing yeah. and it, again it has to do with the deaths of people like George Floyd um, also, Amart Aubrey, Brianna Taylor, yeah, Taylor, um, and and so many people even before them. Which, unfortunately, oh my God, uh, you can't even name them all. I mean, it goes back to names like Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, yeah, uh, Mike even Brown. when you Google, it's just like people you don't even. You're, you're just like, what? That happened? Because, you know, it's just certain ones, unfortunately, that are going to get the media attention. But there's just so yeah. many. Like, they, it just scared me. I was like, I have to back away from Google for a minute because there's just it's just a, such a long list. It's such 
a long list. Exactly. I mean, and, and again, think about the names of people even before social media. Yeah, that's where too, yeah. they didn't have the benefit of Twitter. They didn't have the mm. benefit of Facebook to get the amplification or even to get their, I mean, God, to be able to have their execution filmed on a camera phone to, to get their story out there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, they will never get to hear about their stories. Um, but there, there's certainly a long list of black men and women mm-hmm. and children, and children, yep, uh, who who have um, been killed, um, you know, by by gunfire through state sanctioned uh, murders through, you know, by police officers. So yeah, we're we're going to talk about that in this episode. So you know, trigger warning for anybody who's been a victim of uh, gun violence, um, who've been a victim of police brutality. Uh, this is going to be a pretty heavy episode. Um, we will try to, you know, kind of talk about some moments of levity with uh, the effery of of Twitter and some of the crazy things that celebrities have had said, um, you know, to kind of balance things out. But also, we really do want to respect the seriousness of this conversation. So I yeah. just want to give you that trigger warning um, before we start. So... Let's dive into this, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so where do we even begin with this conversation? Uh, I just go with like, how are you feeling? Like, so what, like, you know, waking up this morning, like the past week, just like, cause I just know a lot of people are, I guess they're doing it, you know, just by posting just, you know, whatever randomly comes to them on Twitter and Instagram. Cause you know, I, with some of us still at kind of strict stay at home orders. Sometimes you can't really go where you want to go or get out a little bit. So that's kind of how they're venting. So just like, I guess just a simple how you feeling and just your your thoughts like off the top about how you've been dealing with it. So the way I'm dealing with it is I'm avoiding emerging myself too deeply into social media, which for a while now, I would say probably for the last couple of years, to be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. I've not... Um, gotten too connected with social media. Um, and, uh, you know, especially now with what's going on, because when I look at my timeline, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, yeah, everybody's talking about this. Yes, um, I've yeah. not looked, yeah, I've not looked at the full video. I, oh, I, don't. I, I had to look at it for four and a half hours and it was the most miserable day ever. I oh really, do not God. look at, yeah, do not. Yeah. That's right, because you work in television. Yeah, so and I news. couldn't like just look away from it, and I was just like, and I and I repeatedly was just like, why are we continuing to do this? Like for you know, you want to get the message out there, but I guess for me, it's a thing where it's is it necessary to keep showing you know certain parts over and over again? Was my thing, so you know? Because you have, have to get it out you, there. So I have to ask you this: as someone who works in news, where you have to watch the brutal execution especially when it comes to these videos of black people being killed by police and you have to see it over and over in loops do does the news organization designate you guys a therapist to you know be able to help you guys with the the trauma that you guys have to endure when you're watching these videos all day as a part of your job 
Um, I think if you, I, there is, there's definitely, you know, like as far as health benefits and you can go see HR, if you feel like, hopefully, you know, when you're reaching that breaking point and you're like, okay, I need a break. I need to step away. But it's not, I think in our business, it's more expected that, okay, you'll say, you know, you'll say something when it's too much or you're, or if you figured out a way to handle, like, especially when it comes to the anchors and the reporters that have to be out there you've come to terms like something in your mind has come to terms with okay i have to get this message out there like i don't want to sit here you know like i said four and a half hours i don't want to hear sit here and look at this but you do feel this responsibility to get it out there you know you know that's part of the job that you signed up for right right but yeah it is you have to just for me you have to learn how to take a step back like you like you were saying with social media and everything for me when i come home i don't really i don't look at news like I've had enough at work. Yeah, like that kind of job, right? Yeah. Right. So that helps <laughs> me detach. Yeah. So that helps me detach a little bit, you know. And then, like, you know, I have, you know, Black Girl Nerds help you, like, different outlets that you have that you find ways. For me, if you're in this industry, I would definitely have things outside to help you vent, or you know, whether it's yeah. just talking to family, you know, just taking a break for a little bit, because you have to learn how to pull yeah. yourself away from this world but yeah it's cra- I mean it's not it's not a thing where because you wish it was sometimes where people just come and check in with you but in my world yeah. it's it's like you know you're expected to know okay this is what's going to happen as part of your job yeah yeah it's I mean it's so much to just I, I mean first of all to anybody out there that's listening if you do not have a therapist and 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 you've never been through therapy you know I definitely would encourage you to, you know, go to therapy, seek mm. a therapist, seek some kind of mental health Yeah, you don't have to be crazy to just want to talk to somebody. And exactly. Thank you for saying that. Yes, you do not have to be someone that suffers from some kind of mental illness, um, especially us as Black people. I feel like every Black person mm-hmm. should be designated. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because you want you're so used to just keeping like you're so used to like, oh, well, I'm used to it. Well, you shouldn't be used to it. You know, no. you should go talk no. to somebody, you know, don't have to yeah. feel like you're have, or don't wait till you're getting ready to have this major breakdown. And then you're like, oh, well, now let me go talk to somebody. Exactly. And I mean, I, I just it really bugs me that and I know you work in news, so I'm, I'm going to tread lightly here because th- that this is your job. Um, but it really bugs me that the news media does this thing where they play on a loop the deaths of these black men, you know, and I mean, we I don't think we've seen any black women um, being executed on camera as of yet. Um, yeah, not that but, I can think of. Yeah, I don't think we have. You know, um, I mean, God forbid, not yeah. I shouldn't even use the word yet, but um, I, seeing the deaths of these black men on camera being executed, I, I just, there's something just very disturbing seeing that on a loop all the time, mm-hmm. seeing George Floyd's death all the time. I remember when Eric Garner was, was, you know, the chokehold. Yeah. Seeing that death video all of the time. Seeing Ahmaud Arbery's death video. I mean, it's just why? And I don't ever see death videos of white people. And I'm sure there's videos out there of white people's executions um, on camera, but I never see them played on a loop. I never see them broadcast on the media the way it is when it comes to black people, black people's deaths. I mean, 
I don't expect you to comment on that, Ryan, but it just, it <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's one of the that. tough things about my job is that I hate, like, and I get mad at myself because I have to play the middle, you know, I have to play the middle, like they, you know, they have the warning of, you know, they, in my, in my line of work, you're always supposed to be given, if you not have, have not given the audience the warning of, you need to be, you, this video's coming up, just be prepared what you, what you see, you can pretty much show, you know, and some things are blurred, there is a line where you have to blur mm-hmm. or like, things like you can only hear a certain amount of gunshots on air, you know, yeah. different, different, different rules like that, that are mm-hmm. supposed to be followed by every news organization, no matter what, yeah. you know, there's just a line that, and some people may feel that line has already been crossed, but I was going to say there's yeah. just a line that shouldn't be crossed. So there are rules in place, but yeah, it's very, it's very, I'll just say it's very tough for me and not always have to play that middle ground, like you said, cause that's where I yeah. work. But I mean, I, I mean, understand, I, I definitely understand both sides of it. Cause I think about the um, incident that happened um, with the white woman uh, news anchor who mm-hmm, was shot and mm-hmm. killed on camera. Yeah. It was by a black woman. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and it was before. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was shot and killed on camera live as she was, you know, filming. And um, I don't remember the news media playing that death video on a loop. I remember yeah, I that. Yeah, snatched too, because I, I remember, I remember um, us trying to grab it too, like certain, certain news organizations were trying to grab it, and I think it was just snatched. And I didn't yeah. know, like, I didn't know, like, what the thing was behind it. But, yeah, like I said, you can see the things that you see on a day-to-day basis. You're like, because of my job, I'm playing the middle. I'm just playing the middle on it. But it's like, right, right. you will notice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember as it happened, because it happened in the morning, it was playing live on people's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And that was it that day. And no more after that. CNN didn't replay the video on their primetime show. Chris Cuomo wasn't replaying it on his show. Don Lemon wasn't playing it on his show. Mm -hmm. MSNBC and Rachel Maddow and, you know, all of those network anchors wasn't replaying it on their show. It wasn't being replayed on the weekend shows, AM Joy, all of those shows. So it's just very interesting to me that when Black people die on camera, we see that over and over and over again. But when white people are killed and executed on camera, that's it. You know, it happened live. Okay, let's snatch that. Done. We don't ever want to see that again. So I just want to point out that disparity and how disturbing that is. And again, point to the reason why Black people, we need therapy. Because we're constantly seeing ourselves being executed on camera. and, And that's being embedded into our our psyche over and over and over again and also a big struggle too with that is um that i know is really big in news right now is whether you keep repeating you know when you're talking about these mass shootings and just do you keep repeating you know the murderer's name or the shooter's name over and over again I know that's like a big thing now, like, you know, yes. with the news, like, do you just keep repeating, you know, there's, and there's some stations that just decide, um, you know, like where I work, they have decided sometimes just to not say it anymore, you know, they, yeah. because there's such a, there's such a, um, um, I guess a discrepancy with some people or they don't, you know, some news organizations are like, okay, well, we have to give all the facts. Other news organizations are like, well, is that giving too much power, you know, to these people to make it say like, oh, that's okay for us to keep repeating this over and over again, the person, because they want, maybe they want that attention. You know, maybe yeah. with the shooter or murderer, they want that attention for us to keep repeating it over and over again. So I've noticed that's the thing that's come up in my line of work now, where it's a question of, do you keep saying that person's name over and over again? 
Exactly. That's why I'm so glad that in my city, in Virginia Beach, where uh, there was a shooter that killed 12 people, that, um, you know, my mayor and the um, the city decided to make sure, the chief of police made sure not to mention the name of the gunman that had killed all of those people mm-hmm. because, again, they did not want to celebritize that person. And even to this day, I don't even know who that guy I don't even know, remember his name. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know who that guy's name is. I don't even remember what he looked like. I barely know what the guy looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they they did a good job in not even mentioning that man's name. Um, but you know, unfortunately, in uh, this recent, most recent case with uh, George Floyd, you know, we're hearing this guy's name all over the place. But yeah, I guess. But at a, least it's tied a, to that uh, that that murder charge that should have been quicker. But at least that's what we're hearing yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, what do you think about the um the protests that are happening right now? I mean, obviously the city of Minneapolis where this mm-hmm. happened, um, people are angry and they have every right to be. Um, the state of Minnesota is very angry and they have every right to be because not too long ago, uh, not too far from where this happened, Philando Castile, he was killed again on camera, Mm -hmm. um, in the presence of his daughter and those policemen were never, you know, charged with a crime for, or that policeman, uh, was never charged with a crime for his murder. So, um, people want justice. So what do you think about the protests that are happening right now in the state of uh, Minnesota? Um, I'm just nervous for them because I just can't imagine. Um, it's a, it's a different level, but I just kind of think back to 2016 here, um, where we were dealing with, um, Keith Lamont Scott and the protests that were going on here. And I was just like, I've lived here all my life and I've never seen this kind of anger. The way people were going and tearing up like uptown and stores and everything um, just had me scared. So I just feel I, I think I just feel a lot of nervousness and fear for them because I can't mm-hmm. imagine how they're feeling um, because yeah. obviously protests, like you said, we're going to go into the history and everything. Protest and right. They have a um, they have a place, you know, protests. They have, you know, it's not always about violence and tearing things up. But when it gets to that level, I feel like it takes away from the message. Just me personally. I feel mm-hmm. like there's no way, and I and I can tell you for a fact from being in news, that is what is going to be covered. Because oh, yeah. you're talking yeah. about the safety, like we're put on, my schedule go to like 12 hours a day because we're put on watch to see, you know, to, to, to check out, you know, the safety of the citizens, what's going on here. They're, you know, our stores, like here are several, like food lines, several grocery stores where, where um, the windows were broken, everything. Yeah, And that's the kind of stuff we're covering like on a daily basis. So that is what is going to make the news. And so for me, I just worry. I just get very nervous for our community that that is what's coming out instead of what the protest is supposed to signify. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think what's happening now, what I've been noticing watching the news and also seeing a lot of um, folks on Twitter bringing this to light is there's two groups of people. There are peaceful protesters and then there are people that are just there to riot mm-hmm. and cause a ruckus. Um, because from what I was seeing uh, is that 
during the day light hours, there were people that were actually there and they were, you know, protesting in a very peaceful way and they respected the curfew hours. Mm -hmm. And once they left, then uh, after curfew was up, the rioters came and then started, you know, busting out windows and, you know, putting fire to buildings and and things of that nature. Um, And then, which really didn't really get reported much, but the protesters that were peaceful were actually coming in the next day Mm -hmm. and cleaning up this. And I forget which city it was, or if this was in various cities, but they were cleaning up those areas where the rioters, you know, had damaged some of those small businesses where they had, you know, obviously vandalized and, and caused, wreaked a lot of havoc. So I thought that that was very interesting that, you know, you've got a segment of people that were really there to, you know, actively, you know, obviously be activists in a way that was peaceful. And then you, you had a group of people there that was just really angry and there to just damage property. Um, so there's a lot to be said. I mean, I, I and I, I agree with you in some respects. I think my opinion here is I get why people are angry. And yeah. I think that there is um, righteous indignation here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, listen, had these police officers in these past incidents had actually been arrested and charged and justice was actually served in these cases, for example, like Eric Garner Mm -hmm. um, and that the chokehold was something that was, you know, illegal and that any officer that did that going forward would be had to serve time and would be considered a murderer and it would be a first degree offense. Mm -hmm. Um, George Floyd would still be alive. And this, this incident would never have happened. So um, people have the right to be angry and I I get why people are very upset. I also blame a lot of this on our president or your president, I should say. (laughs) 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 My president. Um, I blame, I blame a lot of it on him because he's really inciting a lot of violence right now. Um, Yeah. And, you know, he's, adding a lot of fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. you know, um, and yeah, almost daring. Out, he's, he's bullying a lot lately and I'm, I'm, I'm not for the bullying. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's daring people. So I, I, I just get why people are angry. And then, I mean, right now people are unemployed. We've got the mm-hmm. highest unemployment rate that we've had. Yep. Yeah, we do. I think ever at this point. Um, people are dying right now. They're sick from this pandemic. Mm-hmm. We have a president that doesn't even seem to care that all he does is spend his time on Twitter ranting about things that have either nothing to do with what's happening in this country or he's being divisive about left this, right that. So he doesn't seem to have any kind of compassion for American people. So people are angry and this is their way of um, venting. And some people use peaceful ways of venting and other people use, you know, more aggressive ways of venting. So I don't know. I understand that. I understand um, 
you know, people doing that. Is it right? Am I, you know, saying that that's the right way to go about it? You know, no, <laughs> but I understand it yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I get it. So, um, you know, but I did see a tweet from, and I forgot the Twitter account name. You can go to at Jamie Broadnax on Twitter and see my Twitter feed. <laughs> I've been retweeting a lot on there from just um, really great activists that are kind of following this closely, but um, I think it's Black Aziz on Twitter. Um, but he was pointing out that there was a lot of white people that was looting and rioting and like throwing bricks into buildings and that it was more of them that was doing that than that there were black people. And I thought that that was very interesting and that they were forming groups doing rioting. So yeah, you might want to check out his Twitter feed. Cause I thought that was, you know, interesting to see them, you know, coalescing into groups and yeah. being very violent and aggressive and rioting in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. As opposed, you know, and and then you know Trump using very racially charged language like thugs, but oh, then you see, Just, I don't understand <laughs> why. Then see white people out there this, doing that. Yeah, so. like why can't we just delete this Twitter account? I don't understand. I'm just. I know. I I, I actually reported many of his tweets because I'm just like, what is going on? Why is he doing this? But yeah. Go ahead. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, no, that I mean, that was just really, I just don't even know. Like, I just, I'm like, why? You know, it's that sort of thing that, you know, if somebody didn't send for you, like, I'm just, why? I'm just like, why, why do you just keep tweeting? Like, just stop tweeting. Stop tweeting. And I know Twitter can't, like, Twitter is combating the best it can, but I literally wish there was just like a, just mute, just mute the whole, like, just when you get ready for something to happen, just mute it. Cause I just don't understand, like, man, I, I don't know. It's just and like every time the, the top stories, it's like Trump tweet. Yeah. And then he's trying to silence social media companies and trying to put that into legislation. And I'm like, really? So are you really trying to bring fascism into this country? Cause that's, that's the most fascist thing I've ever heard at this point. Yeah. Like, good luck with shutting down any kind of social media. Good luck with that one. Yeah, like what? What is wrong with this guy? I don't, um, I don't know, but I tell you what, news is covering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of news, so CNN's building was vandalized on live television. Oh, I didn't know it was on live television. I did hear that it was vandalized. I don't know. Wow. It was during Chris Cuomo's show. I was watching wow. it. Mm -hmm. So, um. Yeah, so in Atlanta, it, they um, there was some vandalism happening in their building. So apparently what I was reading on Twitter, because I was very curious, I'm like, why are they targeting CNN? Yeah, like, right. Um, and by the way, I'm not the world's biggest CNN fan, so I didn't really have any feelings about this either way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, apparently they have a uh, police headquarters in, in the CNN building. So that's I think why I they didn't were know that because I, I did a tour like way back when I think I didn't know because at first I was like what police in it but I think I didn't know yet because they got the security is like on what well, used to be on point I mean they kind of did just vandalize the building but right right <laughs> so um, after that all happened that brings me to what I wanted to ask you Ryan about did you see Ti and Killer Mike's speech because they brought them out 
No, um, I did hear that. Um, <laughs> not to take us right back to Trump again, but I did hear that Trump was using his um, uh, whatever you like. Uh, you can have whatever you like song to kind of parody something about Biden. That's the only thing I've heard T.I. so far. So I can't wait to hear what? his uh, speeches. Yeah, I did not hear about that. Yeah, what? he was like... Um, what was I listening to? Um, it's not Tom Joyner anymore. That's taking. I forgot the um, Ricky Smiley show. I think it was. Oh, okay. Tom Joyner, and they were talking about how he's used that he uh, Trump took that song with without permission, of course. So Ti's trying to fight back. So I can mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what this speech is about to be like because I know he's trying to to sue um, the administration to take that back because you know obviously you have no rights to use the song. Yeah. To do that, how- but- Wow, he is so entitled to even think he could do something yeah, he like just, that. He was like, just like, oh, okay, let's just let's just use it, and you know, that's a whole other two podcasts probably on why he decided he thought that song was okay for him to use. But you know, yeah, you can't do that. Like, who, I mean, who in his camp? Who is running his campaign? First of all, I to even yeah, think. I keep asking that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I don't think anybody's running his campaign. I think he's just doing all the work because. Anybody with a sound mind would be like, um, excuse me, Mr. President, like you can't do this. Yeah. Unless right. unless all the people that work for his campaign are just a whole bunch of lackeys that just do whatever he says. That's and true. It could be, yeah. I feel like it could be was. a combination of all that stuff. <laughs> and you know, um, me playing my middle field, he got us reporting on it. He got a what? I said with me playing the middle field, he got us all reporting on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know about that one. Okay. Well, apparently people are, there's some mixed feelings about T.I. and Killer Mike's speech. I have not seen the whole speech. Yeah, I've I gotta only, go find this now, yeah. <laughs> I've only cherry-picked the comments from Twitter, which, that's bad of me as, you know, a journalist you know, to cherry-pick. that is cherry where pick. we're getting all of our... Uh information these days i'm just gonna keep it real in instagram i know which is bad but yes you're you're right you're we're, right we're just kind of um, like you know let's just keep scrolling this feed and see what else we're learning today let's see what else is going on in the in the social media streets but okay so people are in their feelings about both ti and killer mike's speech and there's some division from both ways i'm seeing some people on my twitter feed say they're commending killer mike's speech and then I'm seeing some people on my Twitter feed that don't really like Killer Mike's speech. Um, so basically, Killer Mike, and I'm kind of, again, this is a very truncated um, <laughs> um, summary of his speech because I didn't actually watch the whole speech. Mm. But he was kind of helping, he was kind of, he was convincing people to, you know, the the protesters to go back home, basically, again, hmm. watch it for yourself. Yeah, I gotta see. It. This is not the full fleshed out assessment of what he said, but that's you know kind of what he he was getting at. So, anyways, people were kind of upset about Killer Mike telling protesters to go home because in the past he's had this sort of by all means necessary revolutionary approach to. Mm, black lives matter Mm, yeah (laughs) and now he's telling people to go home (laughs) right huh Um, yeah i could see i could see i could see how he's trying to stir the controversy with that one though yeah yeah so so folks are like 
huh? How you gonna, how you gonna be like that? But then a lot of people are, you know, then you've got the folks that are supporting what he's saying because there is a lot of damage to a lot of a property in Atlanta, including the CNN building and, and people are a lot, you know, really upset. Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta was there. Um, I have my feelings about her. Um, you know, you know we just need a whole, like, just a side note. We, I think we need a whole political <laughs> show for you, Jamie. I think we just need I, to let you go because I'm telling you, you know all these little nuggets and stuff that I don't, like, I just get the surface stuff. Oh, man. I just have my, well, the reason I have my feelings about Keisha Lance Bottoms is because she supported Mike Bloomberg. And oh. if you don't know about Mike Bloomberg, he is an advocate of stop and frisk which is a very racist policy that he put forth back when he was mayor of New York City. You can look it up on Google. I won't go into it. But See, this is why we need back to do your own episode, Jamie. That's all I'm saying. I'm telling you, I, I want us to do a politics show. I, I did do, you know, guys, if you are listening now, shameless plug, listen to the BGM politics episodes back in our archive. Um so I did do and some BGM Jamie politics. to do more political episodes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, me. I need to go back to doing some some more politics episodes. But yeah, she 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 backed Bloomberg as a presidential candidate when he was running. Um, so yeah, she gives me the side eye. But she was, <laughs> you know, she was not happy, yeah. and she was standing behind Killer Mike. Mm. And then Ti, um, so people are mad at Ti. <laughs> Because he referred to Atlanta as Wakanda. Now oh, this oh boy, <laughs> no. But see, you know I can't be mad. It's me, Jamie. It's me. You're talking about superheroes now. I'm just okay. Kidding. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, T. I, okay. Here's my feelings, and please don't drag me on this about Ti. Ti to okay. me is I love Ti. By the way, I'll just start with that. But because I watch his reality shows, you know, he all his family's like on all different kind of they have all kind of reality shows. To me, T.I. is very over dramatic to me. I feel like yeah. he, his extra emphasis, like his he he wants to me. I feel like he wants that attention. Like he's going to say something. You know, he has his podcast now and everything. He's going to say something because he wants that, you know, that reaction, that stunned look out of you, I feel. Because yes. he's constantly talking, in my opinion, just constantly just like whatever he's ready to say, he's just going to throw it out there and see what sticks and see what happens. So I wouldn't, ha- me personally, it wouldn't have caused me like a whole, oh my God, you know, let me start, you know, canceling him or boycotting. Because I'm just, I just feel like from watching his interviews, watching his reality shows, that is who he is. He won't, he, he will just talk and go and go. Like you'll hear his wife sometimes just like, she's like, he don't know what he's talking about. Like he'll just he'll just start <laughs> ranting and just talk, and I'm just like, what what is he saying? And like I said, I'm a fan of his music, you know. Uh-huh. But I'm just like, what is he talking about? Like he'll just start going on these rants, and I'm like, what? And but you know, they gave yeah. him a podcast. So I guess somebody out there likes it. I mean that Black Twitter. I I have a love and hate relationship with black Twitter, but this one I feel like is a little over the top. Why black Twitter are in their feelings about it. Yeah. I mean, Wakanda was actually trending on black Twitter because of TI's comments. And I'm just like, y'all come on. (laughs) It's it's not that serious. Yeah. They just, they took it out. They just wanted Wakanda to start trending. (laughs) 
Probably. I I just I, I get his sentiments. I get it. I guess, you know, because, you know, Wakanda because Atlanta is a predominantly black city mm-hmm. and there are a lot of black owned businesses. Um, so there's a lot of black wealth in Atlanta. So I, I get the metaphor of what he was trying to say, but people were in their feelings of him comparing Atlanta to Wakanda. So me personally, I would have been a little bit more on the what's going on with killer Mike than T.I. That's just me personally. I think I would have had more to say about him than T.I. But like I said, you just have to be, I guess you have to be. You just have to know the artist, I guess, which I know people don't do that these days. You just take one right. one word somebody says and it's just like cancel them, we're done. But if yeah. you know him, that's all he does is just talk, like talk all the time. Like it's just like, what? Like you'll have a exactly. whole paragraph. You like, dude, you could have told me like two words and we'd have been done. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so obviously this is the more lighter part of the podcast. Um, but I, I do want to bring off bring up another effery situation with celebrities and then we'll get to more serious um moments of what has been going on with the situation but uh there was also a celebrity moment that happened with oh gosh i mean i didn't even know madonna was still relevant anymore i really didn't yeah i feel bad about yeah i mean because it's like it's madonna so it's like should we be but yeah you kind of have to think about it for a little bit I was just like, I mean, I, and I love Madonna. I shouldn't right. even like shape her like that because I, I, I do love her music from, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I mean, why? Why put your son out there like a prop? Yeah. Have yeah, him out she, there. might have not been the best. I haven't heard the whole story, but I'm just, I'm just going off what you're saying right now that it sounds like it might have not been a good Okay. Idea. I guess I should explain to the listeners just in case. Yeah, tell us the know, good details. Tell us the details. Not everybody's on Twitter. So let me explain for those who are I just haven't made it there Twitter. today, but yes, I'll just give you all the details. <laughs> so Madonna put out a tweet, um, and it's in the form of a, a video of her son dancing for George Floyd as a way to, I guess, you know, dancing to show, I don't know, maybe to kind of take away the racism, to erase racism, in other words. I don't even know exactly what the tweet said. I should have probably brought up the tweet before we did the podcast to read it word for word for you guys, but you guys can look at it. Um, But he's dancing for George Floyd. I I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, So, you know, he's dancing for for those who have died from police violence, um, including George Floyd. And 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 he's dancing away the racism. I I just don't understand why she did that. Um, so she got a lot of flack from people on social media, as she should for for even doing that. Because when I looked up when I went on Twitter and I saw Madonna was trending, I was like, oh god, what did she do this time? I knew it was something bad immediately when I saw her name. I was just like, oh god, <laughs> Madonna said something stupid. I know it. So um, that's what happened. Yeah, I'm trying to find the tweet. I think I found it, but I don't know if it says anything about... Do, do you see the tweet? If you see the tweet, feel free to read it for the listeners because I'm just like, why? Okay, so I think... Okay, I think... The, okay, it says, Brutal murder travels around the world. My son David dances to honor and pay tribute to George and his family and all acts of racism, discrimination that happened 
on a daily basis in America. Hashtag David Banda. Hashtag Justice for George Floyd. Hashtag Michael Jackson. So I don't know. Hashtag Michael Jackson. But yeah, he's, and he's doing like Michael Jackson moves in the video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> I don't know why that was a... So that happened. Um, the second celebrity, I guess, can you go ahead and pull up Shamik Moore's Twitter account while you're at it? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Notice the disdain in the tone of my voice, guys. Yeah, I was like, this can't be, this can't be good. Um, Shamik Moore, who I love, I've met him before. He's so great. Um, so I'm going to be careful here because, you know, we've interviewed him here at BGN, um, again, I'm a fan of his work. I loved him as Miles Morales in Spider-Verse. And he's he's a rising oh, yeah. star. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, gotta, rising star. But he really said something that just, this is the kind of thought process and attitude that Black folks have, um, that some Black people have. I shouldn't generalize. That sets us back. And mm-hmm. it's, we really got to get out of this mentality. Do you have a tweet up? I'm trying to see if I can find it. Cause I'm, I'm on this, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, on this page, yeah. Can you read his tweet actually? So I'll, I'll paraphrase while you find it. But basically what he said okay. was that, um, that black folks need to get themselves out of situations that cause them to get brutalized by police. Basically saying that we're responsible for our own brutality when it comes to police violence. And my oh, my okay. rebuttal to that yeah. is, what about Breonna Taylor? Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. What about, you know, the many, I mean, there's more names to go, but what about so many, but we'll keep it at Breonna Taylor. But what about, you know, so many uh, young black men and women at this point who have been killed in their homes doing nothing? I mean, Breonna Taylor was in her bedroom in the privacy of her yeah, own. And I don't... Yeah, okay. in her bedroom, in the privacy of her own home. She didn't do anything. So she didn't put herself in a situation yeah. where, you know, she antagonize the police so why even put a tweet out like that exactly yep um i was just gonna say i like i don't know if i found the exact one but i know he talks about he says um i'm more focused on black futures than black history i personally refuse to feel like a victim i refuse to have a slave mentality i don't i do not fear for my life because i know how to carry myself in tough situations and it's just like, I, I think he, like you said, tre- I tread carefully. I think he was, I don't know. I just feel like the way people present stuff sometimes may may have been like, okay, did you fully think that all the way out? You know, as you were, you know, tweeting it, it would be my, would exactly. be my question. Because I don't, I, and then I don't, I hate when people say, I'm I'm focused on the future and not and not history, but we're still caught up in. I feel like sometimes that's what the problem is. 
you know, their racism has, is going to continue. And as long as people are like, oh, but no, 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 we're here now. No, technically we're not. And because I think I remember a um a quote from um Will Smith that I like was that racism, I think he said something like racism hasn't increased, it's just on camera. Here's the okay, here's the tweet. I'm so sorry. Um I just want to oh, yeah, he's saying okay. look, okay. all I'm saying is in the moment when we are experiencing racism, can we the black community find ways to avoid being killed or hunted? Oh, good. Find ways yeah. to avoid being killed. Yeah, wording, yeah. So again, Brianna Taylor. Yeah, that wording is not the best. <laughs> yeah, it's just like think about and how I, I, this is gonna sound very like juvenile. Like people should, but it's like common sense. You know what I mean? Like don't put out certain things. Just think before you tweet, people. I mean, that sounds very like nobody's yeah. gonna do that. I guess, or maybe that's not where exactly. the decade we're in anymore. Now, but it's just like think and about now he's it. like yeah. on Instagram having to explain his tweets and it's like dude just just delete your tweet and then just keep moving and just don't say anything for a while and then people will forget and, yeah. and move on yeah that would be my exact <laughs> action yep that's exactly what I would do I would just delete because you there's yeah. no explaining that and because the more and then when you give that first response and somebody's like yeah. oh no 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 I don't agree with that you're gonna try to follow up with something yep. else you, you dig, dig the, the hole deeper. deeper and you just add fuel to the fire and then you just keep it going and going and going you're better just to not talk about it because yeah it's just gonna add more flames to what you've already said and mm-hmm. you know it's People are upset by what yeah, you said. Just, um, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm like, we got to stop this mentality where, because th- then that's what, because that's what white people think of us. They, that's what, you know, right wingers and white supremacists think of black people that we instigate it, that we are aggravators in this situation, that we are the ones that, yeah. you know, cause our own deaths. By, well, you know, if you didn't uh, move aggressively, oh, well, you know, if you would have done what the police officer said, I mean, George Floyd was restrained in handcuffs. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, on that point, going back to that, because that's the first thing that popped on my head, because I was thinking about handcuffs. (laughs) I was thinking about so other many, like, put them in the car, you know, so so many options where I was like, why was a knee in the neck what you thought of? I just couldn't understand it. I was like, out of all the options, I don't know what yeah. the training is like, but I'm just like, out of everything you thought of, why was that yeah. your solution? I, I don't understand that. I just, I could, I did not see him being so, and you know, and I like, nobody will ever, know, you know, we see what we see on camera, but I'm just saying, I don't get, okay, like you said, the handcuffs are on, you put them in the car, there's other, you know, uh, I just feel like there's other way more or less nonviolent if, if yeah. he was that aggressive. But at that point, when you have your knee he on his neck, neck he, I where mean, was he going? Where was he going? Like in the, in the, when the video that we've watched, like that people have been playing, you know, that's been going exactly. over and over again. Where was I he mean, going? An, another example is Oscar Grant. His hands, he was handcuffed and he was shot in the back. Yeah. So what, what did yeah. he do yeah. to cause himself to get killed? It was restrained. Yeah. At that point, I don't see these. I thought it was okay. In my in my frame of thinking about this, I'm thinking that it's like, okay, you need to keep everybody else safe, right? You're trying to keep police officers trying to keep themselves safe, trying to keep everybody else around from getting hurt. When you're in handcuffs to me, at that point, 
if your back, you know, if your back is turned, if you're down like he was down, where where is like how's everybody else in danger at that point? Is my yeah, thinking is exactly. what pops in my head. So why is he not just put in the car? Why is he not just taken to the state? You know, why is it that just like, okay, I'm just gonna keep digging my knee yeah. into his neck? You know what I mean? Like I, I need to know just exactly. why I got excessive. I, and yeah. I still need to know what happened to Sandra Bland. What happened while she was in prison? Yeah, that's still yeah, that still feels we'll like never, we'll never I get mean, that answer. That's another one. That's yeah. another thing that doesn't so, make any sense. Uh, again, we gotta stop this mentality of us feel you know, people thinking that we are somehow the aggressors in this situation. I mean, look at the way these cops are acting on camera. Have you seen the videos of the way these cops are acting towards the protesters? My goodness, they're animals. No, I'm sc- I'm scared to even, yeah, I'm scared to even like to know. I mean, they yeah, I are only imagine. animals. My goodness, I saw a protester pushing a woman and she hit her head on the curb. She suffered from a concussion. Ooh. I, I yeah. saw a, a, a police officer calling the woman a, a, the B word, like, you know, and goodness gracious, Jeez. he probably beats yeah. on his wife. Like, I mean, super aggressive. You're thinking if that word is coming out of your mouth, I don't even you know what I'm saying. Like, I, there was the incident yeah, where. That's, that's, yeah, I'm just nervous. I figured some of that was coming. That's why I just said I was just nervous for, like you said, you see both sides, you understand. Yeah. But see, that's what I was afraid of. You know, that's just like when sometimes women taking it to like a a, a different a different angle. Sometimes, you know, we're called the angry black woman. You have to. It's so it's so sad that you have to play this line, and that's what I'm saying about the protest. Like I understand, like you're saying, you understand both sides. But if you start the looting and you start just, you know, tear blowing, you know, blowing, uh, setting up police cars on fire and you know, trashing, like, we had people, we had some people here take a, um, assault a police officer, take the bike, and, like, cut one of, cut the tires uh-huh. or something, and I'm just, like, so they're seeing that, that's not, you know, the message, like, you're saying with how their reaction is already, they're also seeing that, right, so my thinking is that it's gonna, they're gonna increase their, their need to feel like, their need to protect themselves even more, and it causes even more problems instead of, this should be a protest that sends a message that we need to yeah. get across. That's how I feel. That's the way it, it, it feels to me, just like having to, you know, having it yeah. put in my face every day. It, this seems like it's not, be, you know, I just worry for what it means for our community, just bottom line. I just worry about what is signaling for this. Because you get at a point where you're just like, I'm tired of doing the same story yeah, all the I'm, time. You know what I mean? And you're like, when is somebody going to be like, okay, oh, enough is yeah, I mean, done. that, I, And I think that's where we are. Like, people are sick and tired of this because nothing is being done. So yeah, that's, that's why yeah. people are feeling. And- Cause you know, like CNN got vandalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, but what is happening after that? You know what I mean? Are they just angry? They're just going to say like, you know, the black community is doing this again, or is it, yeah. you know what I mean? Or is it leaving like the message that you guys want? I mean, I think, I think that's a good point. So like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, politics for a second. And like, what what are we going to do yeah. with our votes? Because like I wrote an op-ed on Amy Klobuchar on blackgirlnerds.com. Mm-hmm. And this was my way of kind of processing the events of what happened. Um, because I wanted to, first right. of all, address this issue on blackgirlnerds.com. But I also wanted to talk about mm-hmm. this election because I think it's very important. Um, Joe Biden, as we know, is the presumptive nominee 
and he also currently has not picked his VP pick. Um, Amy Klobuchar is on the yeah. short list of his VP picks. Um, Amy Klobuchar has a incredibly problematic prosecutorial record. And yeah, that was a problem when she was running for vice or excuse me, when she was running for president. Uh, there were a lot of articles mm. out there. There's a lot of great progressive voices that I follow um, that were pointing this out. Of course, mainstream media news like CNN and MSNBC, they're not going to talk about this. But right. there were a lot of people talking about her really problematic um, prosecutorial record when she was running for president. But since this George Floyd case happened, because she was connected to it. She was the county prosecutor who actually looked over um, many cases of Derek Chauvin, who was the cop that is responsible for the death of George Floyd. She dismissed many cases where he was involved in a lot of misconduct um, and officer-involved shootings. I think there was about 10 of them. Yeah, I did read this on her. So, yeah. um, and he, there was a case, in fact, where he was involved in the killing of a man um, in which she uh, had it sent to the grand jury. Oh, I didn't so, know. Well, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I didn't know it went that far. Yeah, I did hear about there. Were had cases, she yeah. actually done her job as a prosecutor, George Floyd mm -hmm. would still be alive. So yeah. Amy Klobuchar is someone who is supposed to be fighting for the people of Minnesota. She is supposed to be someone who is fighting for justice as a prosecutor, but instead she has a history uh -huh. of taking cases to the grand jury. What that means is the grand jury has this thing where they secretly and through politics allow cases to allow these cases with police officers to go off scot-free. Grand jury means you're good. <laughs> you get to go off scot-free. She doesn't prosecute them directly. Mm -hmm. And she's done that time and time again with all of these cases. So seeing her up there now, because she was just up there today speaking and she's doing all of these interviews, um, it just makes me disgusted. Uh, there was also a case that... Uh, mm -hmm was really disgusting to me that I mentioned in my article about her uh, where Myron Burrell, 16 year old black teen who was accused of a crime he did not commit involving an 11 year old um, black girl where she was in her home. She was struck by a stray bullet. And in this case, it was very, I mean, it was impossible to prosecute this case because there was no gun found. Yeah. There was no DNA. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no witnesses. And what the police did was they actually paid people to come up with information as to who did it. They bribed witnesses in this case. I'm You're not kidding. kidding. There's actually video, which I, it's linked in the essay. If you uh, go to blackgirlnerds.com, you'll, you'll see the op-ed. And I linked every, I have all the receipts there, girl. So there's video out there that actually see where you can see um, the cop bribing, um, you know, one of the quote unquote, I'm using air quotes as I say this, witnesses. And he mentions, he drops Myron, Mayan Burrell's name 
And that's unfortunately what sealed his fate. Mm. He was actually charged with murder for this girl's death at 16 years old. And the tragic part of this story, which is what angers me the most about Amy, is that his mother, who went back and forth to visit him in prison Mm -hmm. for a crime, again, that he did not commit, one day when she was leaving the prison and going back to the city where they lived, on her way back Mm -hmm. home, she swerved and got into an accident. She hit a tree and she was killed instantly. Mayan Burrell asked Amy Klobuchar a request, or, well, he put in a request, rather, to uh, yeah. to go to his mother's funeral. Amy Klobuchar denied his request. The reason why she denied his request? Because he was a threat to society. He could not go to his own mother's funeral. Mm. So this is the woman who wants to be a person for the people because she ran for president. And now she wants to be a heartbeat away from the presidency. So that is why I wrote that article. And in this time right now, while people are out protesting and talking about Black Lives Matter, and I'm talking to you white people, (laughs) um, I think you need to take a hard look when you're talking about voting for Joe Biden. And I know that Joe Biden, for a lot of folks, you know, listen, I think Joe Biden is obviously going to end up being the nominee. But I really think we need to take a hard look at Amy Klobuchar as the VP pick. Um, And you need to push it out there about her being considered. Yeah, I think from what I'm seeing and hearing you talk about this, I think her timing is going to be all personally. I don't think that's. I I really hope. I really, and Whip Clyburn, who um, is pretty much, you know, uh, a very influential ear, you know, of Joe Biden. He's he's already said some things. Has already. She's going to be. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. In my opinion, he publicly stated that she should probably step down. I personally think not only Amy Klobuchar should not be considered a VP. She needs to step down as senator. She needs to step, step down as senator of Minnesota because given her history of how she's treated these cases of officer-involved shootings, she should not represent that state, especially if you see that so many people in Minnesota have been harmed by you know what is going on and this is the way yeah. they're reacting and this is the way your senator has behaved with their prosecutorial mm-hmm. record. I don't think she represents her state. So- that that's my opinion with her. You know, I, I, I put out the article. A lot of people have agreed with it. I think one person disagreed with the fact that she shouldn't step down as Senator. But aside from that, a lot of people do agree that, you know, she's not the right pick for VP. And, um, so anyway, there, that's my rant about Amy yeah, Klobuchar. And, I think, but I think uh, too, like, and what I was saying too about, um, you know, we were kind of joking about it a little bit too. And, but I also hope it's something that happens too. If you doing like a political ep- episode and people still, but my thing that I think is important is research. No, a hundred percent. You know what, when you're going into vote, know all the candidates, know everything, do your research, pay attention to the news, you know, even if you're going to look on social media, have something else to back that up. Continue your research on these different candidates. 
And that's what I think is important. I don't think, yeah. I just, and maybe I just speak for myself. I, it, you know, just me, I'm learning now. And then with the profession I'm in, you have to go that extra step. You're not going to get everything you need to know yeah. about that, that politician or who you're voting for and for that one source. You know, everybody has their different sides to the story, yeah. basically. So you need to go do your research. You need to find out. Because it's very important. People, I know you're hearing it like it's getting driven in, but it's because it's important to vote. Local, whenever it's, you have to get your voice out there. After you protest, get ready to go vote too. Get ready to go vote. And also, and this might be a very controversial thing to say, but it's okay to tell a candidate to earn your vote. Like, I don't want us to feel helpless as especially as mm-hmm. African-Americans to feel like we should automatically just vote for Joe Biden or automatically vote Democrat just because. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like at this point with everything that is going on, we have the power. The power really is in yeah. our votes. The power really is in, <laughs> you know, these mm-hmm. public officials um, that serve us. They are yep. serving us. We do not serve them. So we should not feel obligated to go to one party over the other just because they need to earn our votes. So they need to feel as if because they are not meeting these requirements that we won't vote for them if they don't. And if maybe, hey, if you do this, this, and this, I am not going to vote for you. And maybe that will, you know, get them to step up to the plate. I'm saying I'm not willing to put it out there just yet that I'm ready to Mm -hmm. vote for someone until I know for certain that they're going to, you know, meet my needs. Yeah, and I think that's important. You have to be a voter. You need to know. You need to know. And November is, you know, a ways. We, We still have a lot of time. So I'm just saying it's okay to wait and make an informed choice and decision and not to be hasty with it just because you want to be, you know, anybody but Trump. Definitely. I get it. I know. (laughs) Trust me. I worked my butt off over a year to make sure that Trump was not in office by working on um, Bernie Sanders campaign. So I get it. But I, I want to make sure that also, you know, we have somebody that's also going to look for the needs of African-American voters. And that's going to work for uh, working class voters as well. Um, And, you know, that's going to, you know, meet the needs of, of people across the world or across this nation, because I think that also a part of the reason why these riots and these, these protests are happening, I think it also has to do with the fact that, you know, there's this working class war, (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the fact that there's you know people at the top that's making lots of money oh, i yeah, mean they're absolutely. billionaires and millionaires yeah. are still making lots of money during this yeah. pandemic oh, yeah. during this financial crisis and people that are in the working class are just really suffering yeah. and right even now when there wasn't a pandemic so, there was there was salary deficiency when it comes to male female you know, race plays a part yeah. in that too. That were that were going on before this. So imagine now we're throwing all this stuff into the basket as well, and it's you know it's not going to get exactly. any better unless people like you're saying unless people are informed. You know they 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 don't make hasty decisions. Do your research. Just do yeah. That's that's all we're asking is just do your research. Don't be so hasty. Also, 
take a break from mainstream yeah, media news. Yeah, take a, like, listen, <laughs> because... love news. I'm in it, but I'm just saying, take like five, <laughs> ten minutes. That's what I do. You were asking at the beginning of the podcast. That's what I have to do sometimes. Like, take, take some time, yeah. like five or ten minutes, and just breathe and just like, you know, music, music and expand your horizons a bit. Yeah, yeah. Expand your horizons a little bit yeah. from, um, you know, go on YouTube because there's a lot of um, independent that media too, out yep. there that really cover the news. I mean, I have learned so much from mm-hmm. independent media because the mainstream media, because you've got to remember, mainstream media has an agenda that is that is capitalistic. Their bottom line has to be number one. Because it's all about ratings. It's all about, you know, making sure that the um, the companies and the corporations that fund, you know, their their network, that those needs are fulfilled first. So when you see those ads being ran after those news uh, segments, you know, are completed, those those people take priority. <laughs> so when you see the insurance companies, when you see... Um, when you see all of these different kinds of uh, conglomerates that are there on CNN, MSNBC and such, you know, those folks are there for a reason because they're all in bed together and independent media, they don't have that kind of access. So they're just telling it yeah, to you straight because they're side. not yep. beholden. Yeah, they're not beholden to those corporations. So, you know, they're just going to give you the real deal. So that's why I like getting my information from them, because I don't have to listen to, you know, folks that are beholden to some big top insurance company that's going to tell me why um, Medicare for all is going to cost me a a whole bunch of taxpayer money when I know that that's not true. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Because I'm going to do a march on lunch and I'm here so I don't get fined. So I'm just pressing the buttons and getting the message out. (laughs) I would play. play, (laughs) I'll play the middle. I'll play the middle on this one. But yeah, I'm just going to, I'm leaving it at that. I'm just going to go, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something controversial when you Uh, said that. That's yeah. what I was waiting. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I just, I agree with being there so I don't get fined and press those buttons so you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, that, that's my rant. I, I could probably go on longer, I mean, but um, need a good yeah. Rant. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it would probably be a two hour episode <laughs> if I, if I kept on longer, but, um, but yeah, so I, I think where we go from here is probably, you know, voicing our our um activating our voice rather at the at the ballot box and um you know definitely taking it to the streets but being safe about it and if you can't take it to the streets you know taking it on social media yeah. if, the, if you know and if on you're social media by the way there are a um, lot of like donation organizations there are petitions and stuff if you guys want to yeah. get a part of it, like since we're on it anyway you can do some research and find out which yes. ones, you know, because I'm noticing a lot of that stuff was popping up on my feed these days. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. So there's there's lots of places where you can donate and help um, the protesters and and um, all different organizations, Black Lives Matter organizations. I mean, you can do all of that to help out. Um, and you know, yeah. So I think probably we should wrap up yeah. now. <laughs> Unless there's anything no, else you I want mean, to add. I mean, just stay safe and stay informed. I mean, I feel like that was just the main 
the main goal um that I that I definitely wanted to get across that I thought was important and just something that was just racing through my mind. I was like, well, how do I get this message out? How do I share how I'm feeling? So, yep, that's pretty much all I got. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. I I know that it was um, pretty heavy. We kind of wanted to balance it out by making some parts of it, adding a little bit Mm. of levity to it. Um, And um, hopefully my personal uh, politics weren't too much Listen, for you. This is still our girl <laughs> um, chat. I'll just first by saying this is still our girl chat vent moments that we love to give you guys. So yeah, we're not trying to force anything on you. So that's why I said be informed voters. Yeah. Go out there, make your own decisions. Inform. Yes. Yes. Your own in- decisions. Yes, please. And yeah. Um what what should I put like a disclaimer? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you gotta be over. Jamie yeah, you, yeah, you gotta be over not- Just go ahead. You know, just do your, do your disclaimer. The opinions of Jamie Broadnax is not the opinions of the Black Girl Nerd uh, podcast. <laughs> not sponsored <laughs> by BGN. So yeah, I just uh, I'll put that out but there. But yeah, we're I, I really do try to toe the line between my personal politics and and yeah, the black and this girl is just like brand. like I always say, this is us. Like we're we've thank you guys for listening because this is always us just finding a way. For me, I know for me personally, this is an escape sometimes from what you're dealing with all the time. Where you can, you know, what I love about podcasting, where you can get out your opinions, you can vent a little bit. Everybody, you guys share your opinions with yeah. us because you know how you know we're on all the social media platforms. Yes. Speaking of that, why don't we um, tell people where they can find us? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm at November Bear Twitter. And I'm at Jamie Broadnax. And BGN, like, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Yeah. Yep. At Black Girl Nerds is where you can find us on all of those. Yep. Platforms. And let us know. Like, we want to know. We need you guys to go. We Combat with Jamie. Let us know. <laughs> Combat me on social media because I have taken the hits. Trust me. Don't be that. don't be rude now, okay? It's no need to be rude. You don't have to be rude about it. But I, I'm just saying, I, give I, your I opinion. Built a pretty thick skin over these last few years. I, I mean, I know Jamie, but you know they don't have to come so rude about it. You know, just everybody <laughs> calm down. Give your opinions. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next yep, time, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Spotify.